This is episode seven of The Creative Outsiders, and I'm your host, Siobhan Hill. The Creative Outsiders is a collective of women storytellers that aim for sisterhood through a community that provides professional development for emerging filmmakers. Simply put, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. And today I get to chat with Oliver Tides about filmmaking. So let's jump right into our conversation. Hi, Oliver. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. That's great. That's great. Um, So I want to jump right in with our conversation. And I always ask everyone when they um, first come on the podcast, why filmmaking? What? um, Because I did a little bit of research and I was looking at just some of your information. And I saw that you knew from the age of 13 that filmmaking would be a part of your path. How did you know that at such an early age? Funny story. Um, You know, in the beginning, as a child, I thought I wanted to be a guitar player. I thought I wanted to be some kind of like entertainer. Um, And I, you know, I I played classical guitar and then that kind of switched. And till this day, I picked up a a camera and I was asked to, to film a haunted house for a family friend. And I, you know, I was in the seventh grade. I, I filmed this haunted house and it was, it was crazy scary. And then I came back home and I imported it into the computer and I was blown away. I was very memorized. And there was like this feeling that I got that I, I can't even tell you. It's, it was like, it was so beautiful to see something play back on the screen. Like I played it again and again, and I'm like, I think, I think I want to do this. And it was like this like form that I've never seen before. Like I've watched movies my whole life, but like knowing that I filmed something and then I could play it back and then I could start editing and then became my own. And it was, it's something that I'll never forget. It's, it, it was like this timeless moment where it's like, no, I, I think I want to do this. And, and, and then I just started making movies from, from that point. I would grab my brother and my sister and we'd go out in the backyard and we'd start making movies. And it was, it was really exciting. And uh, I would, I would bring a camera with me everywhere. Um, high school, middle school, like I, I always had a camera on me and I would document my whole life. I think my family got really sick of it at one point. <laughs> I was going to ask you when they annoyed with the, the camera. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a twin sister and she was so annoyed. Like, why do you have to film us going through the drive-thru? I'm like, you never know. I could use this in a movie one day and I, I can put this to it as a project. And, um, you know, my, my dream kind of switched from one art to another, but in the sense I was still expressing myself and it, it became like a part of me. It's, it's weird because when you grow up and you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to be this one day and then it switches and it's just like this, this love, like this deep passion and that I, nothing will ever come close to it. It's something that it was comfortable. It was a, it was a tool for expression. It was a tool to to communicate with people if I couldn't communicate with them um and I found like my sense of self and 
I, I had a great high school teacher that he extracted greatness out of me. He saw something in me that I, I didn't see in myself, and, and he, he pushed me. And I had to do all these, like, award things and um, things for the city. And I ended up getting a couple scholarships when I was 16. And um, it was really cool. I, I still have a, a good friendship with him. And I'm glad that he saw that because that made me think that, you know, I can do this. Someone, someone sees something that I don't see and, and you know. Sometimes it just takes that one person to like, you know, you got this. I agree. And I think that's, um, well, not I think, but that's really why I started the Creative Outsiders because um, I felt like for women, we just didn't, for women and young girls, we just were not told or I guess given the opportunity to believe that we could be filmmakers or, um, you know, work behind the camera that our only opportunity would be as to be an actress and nothing's wrong with that but I definitely think it is good to just have that one person who does see something in you and is like hey no let me encourage you because you have a gift so let me point you in the right direction so I think that's awesome that your teacher saw something inside of you at a young age yeah it was um it was crazy because you know when you're you're going through high school and you have all these like you know, emotions and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't, you're trying to fit in and, and you're trying to get like yourself in, in you know, you're, you're trying to see what your future is. And when you don't know maybe who you are, but someone else sees that and they're like, no, I think you have something going for you. Like you, you should really do this. And it, it was really cool. Cause I think I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my teacher it's, you know, right. So how did your neighbors even convince you to do that original, like project to call it a project? Like what made them say, Hey, like, we know you could do this. Cause I think that's very interesting that they would say, Hey, can you record this for me? Like what made them, or what do you think made them think like, Hey, let me reach out to her. Did you already have a camera at that point? Or did you they just decided to solicit your help. So my, um, so my stepdad saw me play with his camera, mm-hmm. and um, I know that they were looking for someone, and I didn't even have any work at the time. They're like, we we really just we need someone to film this, and he was like, well, my my daughter's you know playing with the camera, maybe she could do it, and it I mean it happened right right away, and then I, then I filmed it, and I'm like, I think I want to do this, like. I, I got something going here and and then I just went from there and I filmed everything like from birthdays, weddings, um, you know, baby showers, just any kind of family outing, I would be filming it. But that's good because it gave you really good experience with like no pressure, you know? Yeah. And then I and then I went from there to doing stuff for, you know, my my high school teacher for the city for just anything like any of those spirit rallies or sign me up yes like <laughs> so it's it's cool though it, yeah it, that's good to see the the art change and 
and to see what I was interested back then and and now like I can go back and look look at old tapes and um, it makes me laugh and I can really appreciate those times. Yes, and see your growth. That's really good. So you have the opportunity to start studying film production early on. Tell us about that experience and how did it grow your craft? It it grew my craft because I I had to be on and I had to film for teachers and I, I had to do things that I wouldn't normally do um, style-wise or story-wise. I, I did a lot of dark stuff in the beginning and my teacher always was always trying to get me to do different things. So I, I, did, I did stuff for like, you know, saving water or, you know, doing stuff to promote our school or, or any kind of like team or activity around the town. And it, it sh- was showing me that film could be a community and that you can get a message across, not just be artistic. And then you can actually combine those two together and what story do you want to tell? And how do you want to evoke certain emotions? And how can you direct people and, and where they think and how they think and how to make someone feel? You can open their heart and really connect with them. I like that. And I like that you even said that, like, because I think sometimes as uh, creatives, we think that we have to choose one of the two, like, do I tell a story or do I get to be creative? And I like that you say, you know, as you grew, you realize like you can combine the two, like you can be creative, but you still can tell a great story. And that evokes emotion from people or, you know, points them in a certain direction that you want them to feel. So I think that's really good that you mentioned that. And how did you, I guess my next question would be then, how did you grow that? Because I know a lot of people that I've spoken to because you actually do the shooting. Mm -hmm. So how did you get better at filming and not, I guess like stagnant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I would study. I would go to the grocery store and I would pick up magazines and I would look at the photography and look at the framing and the composition and I would watch TV, but I would turn off the sound and I would like just flip channels and, you know, watch it. And I would, I would study how people talk to each other, like, you know, people watch like at a bar and, and see how people talk to each how people interact with each other and talk with each other. And I, I have like just hundreds of magazines and film books and I would post it everything. I have so many books with post-its on it. It's, it's pretty ridiculous at this point. Um, but I would, I'd constantly learn. I'd, I want to get better and better and better. And I would sit there and watch music videos day in and day out and, Whatever I can get my hands on, visual or, or, it didn't matter what kind of camera it was. I was I began shooting on a 1995 analog camera, and I've had some Kodak cameras and some Polaroids and whatever camera it was. It didn't matter as long as I got to shoot with it, and I would just sit there and play with it and play with it, and um, you know, 
put it out the car, uh, put it on top of the car, put it on my bike, um, see how, you know, try not to injure myself and, and try to connect it to something or try to connect the camera to a stick or like put it in a tree. Uh, like, yeah, I, I love it though. Cause it makes me believe in the dream again. Like if I go back to the time when I was like 13, 14 years old, where everything was just magical and it was fun. I want to keep carrying that with me in my career and make sure that I have a good time and it is creative and no matter what I did this I didn't make any money no I did this because it made me happy I did this because it was fun and I did this because it was a great tool to communicate and to to free myself I didn't I could be anybody I wanted to be and I love that and I think that's good and I like that you said that and I'll want to get your uh, feedback or you're just your opinion, because I definitely agree that as filmmakers, we do need to study. And I like that yours was just so organic as far as going to the grocery store, looking at magazines, looking at how things were framed and where they were placed. And just even your suggestion as far as how you would watch shows without the um, volume so you can focus on the picture. But do you believe that, okay, once you have just got, let's say I all week said, okay, I'm going to go look at magazines. I'm then going to go and I'm going to watch some um, footage that I like. Don't, do you believe that it's very easy for a creative to get stuck in the rut of just learning and then not trying? Because I know a lot of people will like be like, oh, I'm going to study, 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 but then they don't go out and like try. Um, to me, I think you can always learn no matter what from, from your experience and from your art. And I didn't, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. So I would go home and just watch footage and I would drag in who, who is, who's ever around me. I would tell them like, this is what I think of the shot. This is what I think of this. This is what I think of that. Like, what do you think? And it was, I mean, people who had no film background. You know, I would ask my mom or I would ask my sister and I would, I would, you know, ask him like, how does this make you feel? What do you think I could do better? I think it's great to have both perspectives and having people who watch film or, you know, they just like to watch film or people that study it. I think you can always grow no matter what. And you can always learn from people who watch film or, you know, who study film and, uh, there's a lot of people who shoot film and and then that's it they don't go home and watch their footage but I think if you want to be a master of, at your own craft you have to watch your footage over and over and over again and and then take notes take notes on your own stuff and see hey what could I have done you know better maybe I could have put it at this angle or I should have put it on a tripod or I should move the chair a little bit back. I should have had my, my actor a little bit more forward and um, we should have curled our hair a little bit more. Like It's like being a perfectionist and, and making sure you get the shot that you want at the end of the day. And if I'm not happy, then we'll reshoot and we'll reshoot and we'll reshoot. And I, I think people hate that, but at the same time, it's like, no, I need to get this right because I'm training my eye. I'm training my brain to the second I put that camera uh, you know, up to my face and I could see, 
how I want to frame my actor, like I have the exact shot what I'm looking for because I've studied it multiple time after time after time. And you ha- you have to like love it. It has yeah. to like I mean even with an iPhone, I just I just got an iPhone and I'll sit there and just take take pictures off the phone. <laughs> if if I don't have a camera, the iPhone yeah, no, that's, and that's something too, um, you may, I have like so many questions from what you just said, but I do agree. I had to, cause I don't, when I originally started wanting to do film, it was from a screenwriter's perspective because I'm a, like I, I wrote from when I was very little. Um, then I realized like, Hey, I really like directing. And then I realized like, Hey, okay, I need to learn the camera just because like you said, I don't have a whole lot of people who are filmmakers necessarily around me. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna just have to teach myself. But um, it just made me think about, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it made me think about, you said, um, getting your family to even look at your shot or people, anybody who would look at it. Do you think that they are able to give you good feedback versus somebody who's in the f- filmmaking industry. Like, is their feedback good? Like, what do they, u- what do they usually say? Cause I've always just been very, I guess. Uh, I, okay. Yes. And no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had my, my grandma look at some of my shots yesterday and she's like, mm, I like it. Okay. <laughs> or I don't like it. I'm like, okay, why don't you like it? Well, I don't like you in this light. And I'm like, okay, well, what else? So sometimes they can't give you like the, you know, what you're really looking for. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if she can tell me that, that's someone who hasn't studied film, then maybe she has something. And, and, you know, everyone has their own opinion at the end of the day. And people like different things. Um, So I think all criticism is good when it's, when the idea is formed, like, okay, this is why I didn't like this because of this, this, and this. But, you know, right. I, I like getting both opinions. Okay. This, I mean, it makes sense. So, you, since we're talking about filming and preference and what you like, I noticed, because when I looked and stalked your Instagram, that you prefer shooting with a super eight film yeah I like that a lot okay so tell me why is that your preference because now we have to talk about equipment but why is that your preference and then we'll go down a little bit further um because the feeling that I got after shooting with a super eight and actually watching the footage it was like actually seeing my own memories and on the screen and how I wanted them to look it's like this vintage feel that I got and I don't know. It just makes me so happy. It's like this feeling that comes across only when you shoot on film. And it's, it's like this tone that carries across the whole way through. Um, but you know, I do, I, I do love, uh, my, I, I love Canon and I, I do love the super eight and I, I love Polaroid and, just stacks and stacks and stacks of pictures. And I, I like any form of film medium that I can get my hands on that mm-hmm. I can afford. 
Um, right. <laughs> and, yes. and the more money I can make, the more film equipment and the like, the more I can spend on the crafts and the production and the costume and. Yeah. So, okay. What is the price range for the Super 8 film? So the Super 8 film, I've seen them at like $22. I've seen them at $25, 30 and $33. Um, sometimes old camera shops will have them. Okay. Um, and then other times they'll sell out. So, and it, it just depends um, what's the, you know, what they're selling it for because it's sometimes it's really hard to find. Um, you could find it in L.A. easier, but where I live, uh, it, it's like somebody needs to go to like four camera shops just to find them. And where are you located? So I am located in Glendora. Okay. Because I was like, wait, I'm going to have to send you to California so I can get that camera. <laughs> I'm going to be looking in the camera shop like, do you have a Super 8? Because I love, I get what you're saying about like that vintage feeling. Like it reminds me, yeah, like of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to be able to try it. So good question that most of our listeners want to know. And the beginner filmmakers, they want to know. What do you recommend for beginners to start with equipment-wise? Um, like right now, I have a Canon Rebel. It's like not anything major. And now I'm like upgrading my lenses. So what would you say are like your five must-haves for your camera bag? I would say if you, oh, do you want to get a new camera? Is that what uh, you're trying to no, just in general. Well, I do personally want to get a new camera, but like for people who are beginning, what okay. um, what would you recommend them to start off with? I would start off with, for me, especially getting extra lens caps because my lens cap always pops off and I always lose it and, and then, then I find it again. So yes, I, I'm so mad. I'm like, why did nobody tell me that? Like, I've been walking around like, where is my lens cap? I cannot <laughs> find it. So no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so extra lens cap. I would say an extra like SD card or compact flash. I think the Rebel is a is an SD card, correct? Yes. Okay, so I would get an extra one of those because you never know. You could be at an event and taking pictures and then all of a sudden like something crazy happens and then it says card full and that then... happened to me the other day when I was filming and I like was looking like a deer ahead like it's like oh my god what then... am I going to do? <laughs> and then you're like going through the camera just like delete I hope this one is good. Yes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> um I would say uh, some kind of flash or, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a flash or do some kind of like lighting system. Um, and let's see, an extra battery because I've had, I've been on some shoots before and the battery dies or I, I bought a cheap battery thinking like it was like 30 bucks at Best Buy. It wasn't brain, uh, like name brand or anything, but I bought it and then it lasted half the day. And so an extra battery, a, an extra SD card, a flash. Mm, let's see. Probably a mini tripod because there's been moments where 
I needed a steady shot mm-hmm. and I would just go with a mini tripod because you never know where you could be at and you're just trying to get a, a certain shot because um, yeah. those can always come in handy and I want to say the last one a microfiber cloth because your lens could get dirty and you don't want to scratch it yeah. you just want to clean your lens um, so yeah Okay, that sounds good. And then, because I know that you do um, also film, you basically can film with anything. You're not limited to the eight, the super eight to film. So do you have a preference when it comes to lenses? Like what's your go-to lens if you're out and you're filming and you're not using your super eight? Um, I would say a 50 um, I do have a 28 also if I wanted to get some wide shots, but I love the 50. I love how it looks and it's a great shallow depth of field and it it's just something that it, it's always been on my, I bought the camera with the 50 mm-hmm. um, and then later on, it was around like Thanksgiving time I bought the 28 so I can take some family photos, but I would go with the, I would go with the 50. I, I like it. It's the go-to. Yeah. Okay. So how do you decide what, um, when you're about to prepare for production, how do you decide what shots you want to get? Do you use storyboarding? Like take us through your process, how you prepare for, let's say that somebody comes to you and they want you to film something for them. How do you prepare? So I prepare for production by storyboarding and I do it by hand um, and I could start off with just like some line paper and make some you know three boxes across three boxes down and and I'll storyboard and then I'll print them you can go online and print out like you know storyboard sheets and then I'll go I'll print those out and then I'll I'll color them again and I'll show them to the director and say you know this is what I thought of these shots do you like them do you like where you know where the camera's at and I'll, I'll take notes you know of the camera movement of you know where the actor was walking were they walking across was if there was any um particular lighting that they wanted or or if there was a certain part like just notes and storyboarding and if I couldn't draw it correctly I would go online and look up production shots or I would go through my film books and find stuff that was very close to it and and have that provided to show the director and and work work with them on the vision. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you like let's say that you do out or have you had a scenario where you have gone and you've shown the director your storyboard and they're like no I'm not feeling that have you had an instance of that yes I have and you know at the, at the end of the day it's it's the director's project and I'm there to to provide and to you know complement his vision and so at the at the end of the day we went with what he wanted um and you know what it was still a, a great production um, there were, I mean, 
that happens sometimes and if they see it a different way you just okay like you right. sometimes you have to roll the dice and other times you know they'll let you shoot like maybe something that they don't see and and then we'll go back and look at both takes and and choose together so it's you know I think filmmaking it's not it's not even filmmaking it's like learning how to work with people and learning how to create art together and it's it's a collaboration yes I definitely don't think that people realize how much of a collaboration it is because if you're going in and you're the director you're like okay this is my vision and granted ultimately the director can say yeah or nay but I think people take for granted how much you do need to collaborate and work together. It's definitely a team sport. It's definitely not just one person's thing. So I like that you said that, but you know, the it's for the greater good. Like, is this going to make the project great? If it is, then I can say, okay, I think that we should just go with what you want to do. So. Yes. And you know what? It's at the end of the day, you're making art. You want to make someone else feel good and, and you want to be able to have a good team and I don't ever want someone to feel that you can't do something because we don't like you know we might not agree upon the same thing but we want to make something beautiful together let's make something beautiful and no matter what like everyone's not the same person and you can you can never make everyone happy Mm -hmm. but if you're doing something like creative together this is for the greater good this is for the audience this is for the people and and let's let's just do do it right so how do your clients find you because okay you're putting your work out there you're putting yourself out there how do your clients find you or how do you find your clients so most of my clients are from word of mouth um through either my family or my friends. Um, my, I do have my website up, but m- most of my clients, it, it was always like a friend of a friend, of, of a coworker, or, you know, someone showed them something and I like took pictures of my friend's sister or my brother's girlfriend and like her coworker saw the picture. So every, it's like most of the time it's word of mouth. Okay. And what are you reading right now or what books have helped you as a filmmaker? What is something that you would suggest for us, the listeners, to read? I would suggest, I would say the visual, visual storytelling. I think Um, I have that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been around for a while and I would also suggest, uh, uh, any kind of like national geographic or um, if we want to look at like photography or like framing um, or like creativity wise uh, Alexander McQueen had a great uh, lookbook um, I mean, any kind of lookbook, okay. photo- photography books, film, um, just, I have notes, 
spread out through all of them and I think you could you could find great lessons in every in every book that you pick up and like you shouldn't limit yourself to whatever material it is okay so that's something else that I want to ask you because you also are a photographer but how do you see the two worlds colliding because you mentioned earlier like looking at magazines then looking at um the lookbook how does that help you as a filmmaker it helps me as a filmmaker because I'm still practicing my craft and I'm still studying my composition and my framing and I think both worlds collide because at some of my photo shoots we we do film stuff for the artist um, so I can combine them together and also like keep learning about a person and their style and what they want to represent and so that also builds character and and I can meet all these different people taking their pictures and then go back to the drawing board and like want to make this movie and think about all the people I've met over my you know traveling and um and I think the the worlds come together because I'm still practicing the art like I'm still using a camera no matter if I'm taking someone's photo or I'm filming them Right. Okay. So what are you watching right now? Like what web series or show? So I just got done watching Insecure. Yay. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm so mad. I'm like, when is the next season going to come out? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I I think Molly's my girl. I love Molly. (laughs) I was so mad at her at the end. If y'all haven't watched it, y'all need to get caught up on it. It's only season two, so you can binge watch. But I love Molly. I won't spoil it, but she she made me so mad on the last, <laughs> like, I was like, no. On the last episode? Yes. On the last? Yes. I was like, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was so upset with her. <laughs> oh, but God. I, I love it because... I think this is the renaissance, the new, like the new renaissance and what you're seeing uh, as female characters, they're a lot more diverse and they're getting, you know, amazing stories and they're not just like this girlfriend role. And, and I love television now because it's actually like giving women powerful and, you know, demanding roles that you, you just can't, you know, look away. And I binge watched that show uh, I think I binge watched the second season all in one day. I didn't get up out of bed. I was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I do agree. I like that. Yeah, women aren't one dimensional on um, the series that I've been watching lately. Like we, you know, they have depth. Like it's more than like, okay, you're just this person's girlfriend, or like mm-hmm. it's only about your relationship. Like, no, they have backstories and depth and things going on with them so yeah I absolutely agree with you I love it yes this is you know this is our time is all the women are coming together and we're collaborating and this is like the new beginning and the the renaissance for us you know yes power to us yes I agree and I love it and I'm like I want us to keep evolving 
and believing that we can do this and not thinking that we have to wait for someone to green light us, that we will go out and film and create projects on our own. So I think that's really important too. Yes. You know, the more, you know, female writers we have, directors, cinematographers, we're, we're going to be a, you know, a force. Yes, I agree. So what project are you currently working on as a filmmaker? So I'm currently working on a, a mini web series right now with a couple of girlfriends from college and it's like a little comedy a satire and it's it's about a main character starting off uh, about to start off and uh she's trying to get into uh into a career in comedy and it's it's really fun because I'm working with people that I've grown up with and it's it's really cool to see it unfold and um yeah just trying to get back to to filmmaking um and we, you know, we're all we're all women wanting to be successful, and we're just trying to create something worth you know worth meaningful and and keep keep the momentum going and and keep inspiring each other. And I like that, and I think that's good that you're working on it together. So you have to keep us posted on when it starts to go into production and when we can watch it. So I'll be looking forward to that. Thank you. You're welcome. And I I will, I'll send you the link once it's, once it's done. Yes, do that. So I can share it with our collective of ladies and inspire them to go out there and do their thing. So I'm looking forward to that. So let us know how we can keep up with you. What is your, um, website, your social media. And I have to tell everyone, once she tells you her website, you have to go and look at it. She has the most amazing pictures. Like they're so inspiring. Like it gave me a really good idea for, uh, like just a film idea. So I say, go and look and get inspired. All right. So you can check me out on www.olivertides.com. And you can also Follow me on Instagram at Oliver Tides. And um, yeah, shoot me a shoot me an email and we can connect. Yes, connect and collab. Yes. <laughs> so you know you can go back and listen to our other episodes. Make sure that you are letting everyone know about us. If you love it, let us know. We'll, And let us know, too, what we can work on or what you want to hear. You can connect with us on social media at The Creative Outsiders with an S on Instagram and on Facebook. Y'all would be so proud because, you know, I've been talking about how I have been slacking on Facebook, but I've been picking it up. So go check us out. And then you can also follow me, Siobhan, on Instagram at Siobhan Hill. And that's S-H-I-V-A-W-N. Hill, and you can also go to my personal website, which is the same Siobhan Hill. So until next time, make sure that you are out there living your filmmaker dreams and you are putting in the work.